Happy Travel Tuesday! This week is episode number 10, and I'm going to be chatting all about ways that you can save money on a cruise vacation. I just returned from my sixth Disney cruise, which happened to be my 11th cruise in total, and over the years, cruising with my family has been a very special way for us to make many memories. We absolutely love our cruise vacations. I have been able to accumulate several tips on ways to save money so you and your family can afford a cruise vacation. Welcome to the Places We Travel podcast. I'm your host, Dewan, and I'm going to be sharing family-friendly tips, advice, and stories from our travels. Although I have cruised on four different cruise lines, Today, I'm only going to be talking about generic ways to save money on any cruise line. If you want to hear more about if a cruise vacation is for you, and a little bit of comparison on the various cruise lines that I have cruised on, then head over and listen to episode number four, where my daughter and I discuss our experiences and we compare our favorite cruises and our favorite destinations. But today, let's dig in and ways you can save money on a cruise vacation, whether it's just you and your significant other, a girl's getaway, or a family vacation. The first tip is to try to cruise in the off season. Of course, every cruise line has their own rates and they do fluctuate where Disney Cruise Line is a little on the higher end pricing compared to Carnival Cruise Line but also the rates will fluctuate throughout the year, depending on the season. If you are cruising with a family, and unfortunately you're tied to the public school calendar, and so you have to cruise like in the summer or on spring break or over the holidays, which all three of those times are increased in pricing, you are not at loss. Don't worry, we're gonna share other tips and ways that you can still save money on a cruise vacation. Although my kids are in public schools and we are tied to that rigid schedule of when we're allowed to take vacations to prevent from them missing too many days of school, we have still taken advantage of the off-season cruise rates by cruising in April or even during a long weekend. My kids are out of school for President's Day and Martin Luther King Day, which is in January and February. And during those times, they get a long weekend. So if you live local to a port or within a few hours drive, then you could take a three or four night cruise without your kids needing to miss any school. Or maybe they just miss one day. If you're not local to a port, I always recommend flying in the night before so you never have to worry about mishaps of delayed flights or missed flights and you still make sure you make it to your port on time. And in that case, you could fly out when the kids get out of school on a Thursday and they have Friday off or maybe they just miss Friday and you fly back home immediately after your cruise and you just get a nice short family vacation, but it's still a way to enjoy that cruise that you've wanted to take and save money. Another option is to check with your public school system. A lot of schools allow kids to miss a certain amount of days a year that they allot as long as they get permission in advance for a family vacation. We have done this when we took a Mediterranean cruise in Europe, and my daughter was able to miss a full week for that cruise. When cruising on off seasons, make sure that you avoid hurricane season. You can still take advantage of the off season rates in January, February, all the way up to the week before spring break is usually drastically less expensive than the week of spring break in March. 
And it's drastically less expensive than the summer months and Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you want to plan a cruise during hurricane season, I recommend getting travel insurance just in case. We have taken cruises in every season of the year. I honestly can say we've enjoyed all of them. There's not one season that we disliked more than another. I've taken cruises in December and March, April, throughout the summer, October, and they were all fabulous cruises. We were lucky enough to miss hurricane season. The only thing that we did deal with a little bit more than normal was when we cruised in April in the Bahamas, we had rain several times but it was nothing severe. But that is kind of a bummer when you're wanting to hang out at the beach and it's rainy. So I would just keep that in mind and really do your research when planning out your cruise. Depending on which cruise line you plan to vacation with, you can look up their calendar. It'll show exactly which cruise is selling on which dates, how long that cruise is, whether it's three, four, five, seven nights, and it will list the price of each individual cruise. So you can really get a look at what their rates are in January compared to February compared to July. And that gives you an idea of how to budget for your cruise. Another great tip when trying to decide when to cruise is to sign up for notification or newsletters for each cruise line you may be interested in ever going on a vacation with. Sign up to be notified when they have sales, get their weekly newsletters that announce new cruises, new dates, and they will also alert you when they have a special on a cruise. If there's a specific cruise date that is not filling up as fast as they expect, they'll often run sales and you can possibly get that specific date even less expensive than what you might have seen it listed for a month before that. If you're able to set a budget of what you wanna spend for your cruise and set it aside, save up for it, put it in a savings account and just be ready to drop that money on the cruise whenever it comes available, then last minute cruise options might be for you. Booking a last minute cruise is another great way to get a very inexpensive rate. A lot of cruises wanna fill up their ship, so the cruise line will release the last empty cabins for a much lower rate at the last minute. And if you're prepared and you have that money saved up and you're ready and you think we can throw our bags together and go hop on this cruise in just a short one or two week notice, then that might be a great viable option for you to just watch those rates and always make sure you get those notification emails. Several cruise lines will offer specials for people who book in advance. So the same applies whether you're booking last minute or you're booking far out in advance, especially for those off-season times. Again, it is a great way to save money. They'll offer discounts on the deposits. They'll offer stateroom credits that you can spend on the ship, which is another great way to save money because you can take that stateroom credit and apply it towards an excursion. You know, all of your food is complimentary included in your cruise price, but if there are certain specialty restaurants on most cruise line ships that you can pay an extra fee. Well, a stateroom credit would be applicable towards those upscale restaurants or cocktails and alcohol that is not complimentary or simply buying souvenirs. So it's another great way is by watching those emails and signing up for those notifications you'll find out about those special offers. Beyond signing up for notifications with each individual cruise line, if you have a travel agent already, make sure you check in with them and let them know, hey, we're interested in going on a cruise vacation. 
this is the month of the year that we're most interested in or we're flexible about dates and times. We'd really like to cruise with this cruise line and this is the destination we'd really like to go to and let them know we are hoping to watch for discounts. And the cruise travel agent will often have specials or they might even be putting together groups. Some travel agents will put together group cruises where you're not necessarily sitting with other people or put with that group, but if they're able to book one specific cruise with more than 10 of their clients, then they get a group rate. They'll usually tell you about and you can get that group rate with them even though you might not ever see their other nine clients. You're not necessarily traveling with that group. It's just the special offer that the travel agent will provide to you. So let them know that you're interested and they will keep you in the loop on when they have a special and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Travel agents get their payment directly from the cruise line, not from you. So you're never out money. So it never hurts to find more ways to save. So now let's dig a little deeper. You've booked your cruise. You know where you're going. You're ready. You're excited for this vacation, but you're not sure how much more you're going to end up spending while you're away. You have excursions, souvenirs, all kinds of other things that you might spend money on. And so I have even more tips for you on ways to save. The first thing is try to make sure to pack everything you need. When you get on a cruise ship, it's just like going to a high-end hotel and you forget something and you want to buy it there. It's going to be even more expensive because you've got the convenience rate. Something that might cost you at home $2 on a cruise ship, it might cost you $8. So there's a big increase there. So make sure you go through packing lists like sunscreen, after sun lotion, motion sickness preventative. If if it is your first cruise, pack some over-the-counter motion sickness medicine just in case. You never know how you might be affected. If you know you deal with some sort of motion sickness or someone in your family does, then make sure you take that because that is a little bit more expensive on cruise lines than what you can find it over-the-counter at home. And depending on the cruise, if there's a lot of people buying that, they could sell out. Water shoes. Some excursions actually require you to wear water shoes. I know when we went cave tubing, we had to have water shoes. So I highly recommend picking those up at Walmart for $10 or $12 versus getting on a cruise ship or buying them at a port for $20, $25. Bathroom essentials, sunglasses, that's another big one. I mean, you never know if you're running out to get on an airplane early in the morning and you are not needing your sunglasses at that moment and you forget and leave them in your car and you get to your cruise line and guess what? You're going to have to buy those and it, those expensive yet cheap looking sunglasses that you might never wear again. So just make sure you pack sunglasses. A lightweight sweater for cool nights. Even if you're cruising in the Bahamas or the Caribbean in the dead of summer, sometimes the nights can get cool. So having a lightweight sweater could come in handy. I know I have been on a cruise and failed to pack that and then caught myself buying a sweatshirt because I was freezing and I wanted to enjoy the movies outside at night. And that was a nice souvenir. I still have it. However, it was a costly one. Check the list of all required items that are needed for your planned excursions just to make sure. Some of them might require other things. A few more items that I highly recommend is waterproof bags to put your cell phone and your money in, like a lanyard or something that you can wear that can hold those items especially if you're taking excursions or trips to the beach and you're off of the boat. It's not as easy to store your belongings. 
hair clips, ponytail holders, any of those kind of little things that you might need that come in handy. Just try to make sure you pack them. Another fun tip that I have to save money on a cruise, especially if you're traveling as a family, is to take your own souvenirs. We really do this on our Disney cruises the most. You would be surprised at all the things that we can find that is Disney themed very inexpensively that we can surprise the kids with. Some things that are even possible to find at Dollar Tree, yet they're Disney branded items. So pack your own souvenirs. Souvenirs can be so expensive. And if you have little kids that just are so eager and want something new and that excitement of getting a toy or a gift, you can do that by just packing it up in your bag, hidden from them and pull it out and place it on their pillow at night before you head to dinner without them seeing. And when they come back from dinner, they're surprised with their souvenir for the day. You could do this for a few dollars versus $100 on a cruise ship. We have gone to places like the Disney Store Outlet local and grabbed things that were on clearance and took them. The same stuffed dolls that we might have got on clearance were full price on the cruise ship, and I saved 50%. Another thing that we pack if we're going to play at the beach is fun gear, such as sand pills and shovels and items like that. You can go and buy at your local dollar store or Walmart and pack it. When I put it in my suitcase, I'll put a sand pill in the suitcase and I'll literally pack my clothes in it and around it. And then after we use it at the day at the beach, at the end of our cruise, we just toss it or leave it behind for some other kids to play with. We do not deal with bringing the messy toys back home or packing them back up. Because again, we might bought a whole sand toy bundle for $10 at Walmart. Whereas I've seen a single sand pill for $12 to $15 on an island or on a cruise ship. Whether you are traveling with a family or adult only trip, if you enjoy snorkeling, another way to save money, if you plan on cruising often, or if you do go to beaches, then I would suggest taking your own snorkel equipment. This prevents you from having to rent it, especially if you plan on snorkeling at each stop. A seven-night cruise usually makes three port stops, whereas a four-night cruise usually makes two. If you want to go snorkeling at both of your stops or all three of your stops, look at the price of renting snorkeling gear on each of those stops compared to if you had your own snorkeling gear that you purchased at a local store or on Amazon and took with you, usually you're gonna save money by purchasing your own and you don't have to worry about, is it clean? Was it sterilized well? Do you have to share it with strangers? And you know the quality of the equipment that you're buying versus what you're renting. You don't really know until you get there. Now, when you book a cruise, of course, all of your food is included in the price. That's one of the best things about a cruise is you get unlimited food all day long and usually it's really good food. However, snacks and treats and things that you take when you get off of the boat is not included or if you go to the evening shows like the Broadway style musicals or you go and you watch a movie in their theater, they sell extra snacks on the cruise line that does cost an additional fee. So I recommend packing your own. If you have kids with you especially that get hungry and wanna munch on something between meals and maybe you don't wanna go to the buffet bar and get them french fries in the middle of the day or they tapped out on their amount of unlimited ice cream that you're willing for them to have for the day, some healthy granola bars or maybe an individual bag of goldfish or whatever kind of easy to travel snacks you can throw into your bag is great and they come in handy. 
We use those when we go on our excursions, sometimes when we're in our room, relaxing, or even during the shows. Another great thing to take besides snacks is your own soda, and if you're an adult, your own alcohol. Most cruise lines charge you for soda. Usually water and tea and milk is complimentary, but sodas cost. On Disney Cruise Line, however, you can get sodas in certain places. You can get it free near the pool at the cabanas, and you can get it during your dinners. The cups are usually pretty small, so I do recommend taking your own refillable cup. That saves you time. On other cruise lines, such as Carnival and Royal Caribbean, the sodas cost extra, but each guest is allowed to bring their own six-pack. So I suggest taking your own six-pack of sodas to save money because it's much cheaper to do this route. You do have to carry them on with you. You cannot pack them in your suitcase that you drop off at the front of the port. You have to carry them in your carry-on bag. And depending on what time you get on the ship, you might have to carry the soda around for a couple of hours until your room is ready and available for you to go and put it in your room. Each stateroom usually has a little refrigerator that you can put your sodas in to keep them cool and you can easily get ice to put them in. And if you bring your own cup, you can fill up ice at the buffet and pour your soda right into your cup and save quite a bit of money that way. If you enjoy drinking alcohol, check with your individual cruise line to see what the rules are and the regulations, but most of them do allow you to bring alcohol on board. Some cruise lines charge an uncorking fee, which is if you want to drink the wine at your dinner table, they charge you to uncork it and serve it to you. And that doesn't simply mean you can just uncork it yourself. It's just a fee for you to drink your own wine inside their restaurants. And that's what it's called. It's not because they're literally uncorking it. It's so they make a little bit of money from you not buying their wine. They charge one flat fee per bottle. Again, check with your individual cruise line to see if those fees may vary. If you plan to just drink your wine in your room or on your veranda, then bringing your own wine on board will be less expensive than purchasing a bottle or per glass on the ship. The same would apply if you're traveling in a large group and everyone plans to enjoy a glass of wine with the dinner. Even paying the uncorking fee might end up being less expensive in the end. So I would just check for those fees and calculate it and see because it could be a great way to save money. Thank you for tuning in this week for our Travel Tuesday episode. Connect with me on social media. We love to hear from our listeners and our readers. And I want to hear what is a tip that you have for saving money on a cruise? Have you been on a cruise that you just absolutely loved? Tell us which cruise line. Tell us what destination. We want to check it out. Connect with us on Instagram at Places We Travel IG and on Facebook, The Places We Travel. Check out our site, theplaceswetravel.com, where we share stories and tips of our travels. Like always, we'll put links to any resources in the description on this podcast, which you can find on iTunes. If you're not already, subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.